the future, the future is not going to be beekeeper like me. One guy with 10,000 hives. The future is going to be 10,000 people with 1,000 hives. Hello and welcome to Belly Time Food Stories. This week, every question about bees, pollination, or how honey is made will be answered in this episode, thanks to John and his family from Bees Universe. We have a lovely chat at his kitchen table where he reminisces about a bear attack and how he's still marveled by and inspired to live a sweet life by being in the community of his bees. Let's start. Okay, perfect. So John, really great to see you. We've known each other for a really long time through the farmer's markets, but I don't know a lot about you. I, I know you're from Romania and you're very passionate about what you do, uh, but you know, we all have lives before the farmer's market. Yeah. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit, well, you could first introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your cultural heritage. Okay, my name is Ionel uh, Alec. I'm from Romania here in 2002. Uh, my background is Romanian, what you say. And uh, I, uh, I was in Romania, university teacher, teach for a police academy. And um, I have a colleague there and he said, I have some bees, are you interested in the bees? And I said, yeah, why not? And I get to hives. And I was able to work with that hives for around two years. And after the paperwork came, and I came to Canada. When I came to Canada, I started like an immigrant to work like the superintendent. And uh, I find a good friend, a Romanian, who has some hives and said, are you interested in some hives? I said, oh, yeah, it's, I like it because I had in Romania two hives and I like to have it, you know. And I started with the 10 hives. That was happened in 2000, I think, or three. And also this guy has some uh, farmer's market and he decided to move back to Romania. And he said, you want to go to the farmer's market because I sell honey there. Because me, I have to go in Romania and the farmer's market looking for another guy like uh, for sell honey. And you have that hives and I bought the hives from him. And and uh, in 2005, I started the Duffling Grove Farmer's Market, you know. And since I started Duffling Grove Farmer's Market, I, uh, I can't say I become hooked to it, what I do. And I started growing my apiary. I still working uh, superintendent and do beekeeping and do farmer's market in the same time. And I ending with around, uh, in uh, I can say 2010, uh, 1000, 2005. And I become a commercial beekeeper and I do pollination business, which is we send the bees for pollinate the blueberry for pollinate the cranberry, for pollinate the watermelon, for pollinate the apples, and all this, uh, this kind of stuff I did. So you started with two hives as a hobby. Yeah. And then you came to Canada, and it just so happened that was another beekeeper had about 10 hives and the beginning of a farmer's market business. Yep. And now you have a thousand hives. Yeah, we have we have up and down in beekeeping. We have, you know, put in the winter 
This winter, we put around 600 hives over the winter. We'll see what happened, but all the time in the winter in Canada, we lose bees and we have to rebuild in the summer. I intend to rebuild uh, again a thousand hives in the summer because last winter was very, very bad, you know? And it's up and down. You don't have like a specific number, you know? Mm -hmm. But this is what we do, you know? And after I started Afrin, I started many farmers market in Toronto, like Wichud, Surar, and Brickworks. I went to Riverdale you know, Leslieville market, you know, and I met amazing people like you, the mm -hmm. best chef I ever met. <laughs> Actually, what you do, it's amazing, you know. And uh, I find like farmer's market, it's not only provide the good food for people in the city, but it's a very, very nice community with the other vendors and with our customers, you know. It's really enjoyable. It is truly an incredible community. You're absolutely right. So, how many bees are in one hive? It's uh, it depends the time of the year. They start with a few thousand in the spring, and they can arrive in the middle of honey honey crop. You know, like uh, around thirty thousand thirty thousand bees in one hive. Wow. You know, and uh, uh, the 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 structure for the hives it's. Uh, some are, some are drone, a queen, and the rest are the female workers, you know. Mm -hmm. This is how the bees are structured. I was fascinated all the time, how is the community of bees, because we can learn from them like a human being is the best community on the planet. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So how does one go about buying a hive, for example? They would see someone like you? Yeah, if, if you want to start the beekeeping, it's not only me like me i am uh, i provide a lot of nook we call in the in the spring uh it's uh, like a uh, four frame of the bees in uh, in the boxes and uh, a new queen or a queen overwintering and you put that in the 10 frames of the 10 frames on the on the on in one hives one boxes and when they grow up you put another super of honey or another super of honey you know this is how you start the beekeeper you you call like you have to get like nooks but in the same time you have to have a bottom border a box more frames another honey super uh, inner cover and a lead you know mm -hmm. this is how you start the beekeeping i can say Yes, I me, mean, I provide everything. I provide the nooks, I provide the boxes, I provide the frame, I provide the suit, the smoker, even the extractor, little extractor, you know. It's a little bit of in investment when you start the bees, you know. Mm -hmm. So the, the bees are incredibly important in maintaining the, the food and the crops that we eat? Yes, uh, according with the... <laughs> Most scientists, they are one of the most important creatures, not only the bees, I mean insects, you know. Insects who pollinate the, the everything on this planet, they are the most important, I can say, creature on this planet, you know. Mm -hmm. the, main, the main situation for bees is pollination. Mm -hmm. People don't know that, people think it's honey. No, the main issue for bees is pollination. Bees are very good pollinators because Example, the other the other insects like bumblebees, they don't live in the community. Like they don't have really like a colony, you know, they fly and uh, 
you know, that's it, how they live, they live, then, then time for their life, they do like what they can do with the pollination. The bees live in the communities, you know, the bees live in the hives, and not only them, like the wasp, we have over 2,000 species of bees on the planet, you know, and all have the same, I can say, attribution, like pollinate and uh, uh, keep uh, their queen alive and you make perpetuate the species. This is how they work in usual, you know. That's the reason bees, according with Einstein, who said Albert Einstein, you know, the one of the biggest scientists we have here, he said, like, if the bees are missing, <laughs> we will follow them in <laughs> another four years, three or four years, you know. That's the reason they are very, very important. No, absolutely. And honeybees are the only domesticated bees. Now people start, uh, start uh, uh, you know, like uh, raise colonial bumblebees, example, because they are very good pollinator. And uh, they sell that colony for a blueberry crop or for cranberry crop, you know. And uh, they start to, I can say, domesticate the bumblebees too, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that. Now, a lot of the beekeepers were affected by the colony collapse disorder. About 10 years ago, it, it, it became something that was in the news quite a bit. Did you have any experience or are you having experiences related to bees disappearing and not coming back to the hive? And I think uh, any big beekeeper have this experience. It's like... Uh, uh, it's like the hive become weaker and weaker and weaker. The queen's still there, but not much bees, you know. And uh, that has happened 10 years ago. It started in the United States, in Florida. And it was a big, big discussion and uh, scientists, you know, research what happened, you know. Uh, we live in a, in a society where everything is chemical, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we use chemical in everything. And uh, the, the most response for us, it's like uh, pollinators. But uh, what we're consuming now and what happened on the entire planet in this situation of sickness about the chemicals we use in our food affect human beings too, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the reason for me, in my opinion, like the future is going to be like a small community, uh, raise their food like organic food like uh, live together be able be like a hive they inspire me you know this is what I intend to do in my farm I bought 108 acres and I wanna uh, I can say co-op with uh, other farmers like uh, raise vegetable have bees you know uh, to have like uh, cooking on the farm you know hire a chef like you we will know how to do many stuff and like the fresh food we can eat uh, is the best way I think how will be the future because this uh, I can say industry of food in my opinion is not the future for this planet you know mm -hmm. well it's lovely to hear that not only you're passionate about beekeeping and honey and, and pollinating the planet but the bees the bee colony is inspiring you to, to live in a way that's the same, in the similar way. That's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah, they are amazing. They are fascinated. And all the time I was like, 
you know, interesting how they are, you know, they, they are like us, you know, every colony, every queen, any bees is different. They have personality, they have attitude, they uh, collect their food for different sources. Like imagine you have like 10 hives in one yard and you open one yard, one hives and you find, I can say linden honey and the next hive you open and you find totally different honey, you know, it's like, it's, it's amazing, you know. And wow. that, that, that showed me like the bees in their colony, they all follow the instruction, which is the pheromone for the queen, you know, and they work together, they fight together. I had bear attack, you know, and I put wow. two electric fans to keep him away. And he, he was able to make a tunnel under the electric fence and he was able to go inside the yard, you know, and when I came there and I see uh, the hives was pushed, like the hives was done, but he didn't have like any chance to do any damage for the hives because he was got stung for that bees everywhere. I think because you can see he was very, very uh, kind of agitated and wow. he wasn't able to eat or destroy the hive because bees react and stung him, you know, mm -hmm. and actually that hives save all the other 40 colonies in, in, in the yard I have it and actually he didn't come back you know and I was able to get that hives to put again together you know to put it on his place put the lid on top and I just checked it a couple of days before and I saw it's still very strong and I was like I think the bro best protection for the bear for the bees is bees wow <laughs> you know it's it's it's, if you talk to a beekeeper, you, find, you can find very, 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 very fascinated story, you know. And bear, I respect them. I don't blame any animals, you know. I respect them. They are very smart. And I saw some movie, you know, it was one bear get a piece of stick and destroy the electric fence and go inside the yard to the bees. Another one climb up the tree and he was able to... To, you know, to bend the tree after he go inside the <laughs> inside the yard over the electric fence, you know, and the other one like mine, you know, so like a digger tunnel under the electric fence and go in, you know. It's a, it's a, a way of surviving, you know, and that's the reason I don't blame any. I have been attacked and destroyed some hives for me many years ago and last year too, you know, but I don't blame them, you know. It's like it's the circle of life, you know. Most of us live in the city and there is more and more talk about if you're going to plant something in your house or even on your balcony, that it should be flowers or, or plants that require pollination because it's going to create an environment for more bees to come and pollinate. How approachable is it for me, for example, I have a small back garden. Is it is easy enough to just throw a hive in your backyard or put on the roof of your garage or is it a little more complicated than that uh actually what i will say now maybe it's gonna be a shock for you and for many people mm -hmm. uh the bees in the city they make more honey <laughs> really but yeah because it's uh, it's no agricultural crop like a like a acres and acres and acres example of soy or corn they find a diversity of flowers, like what you say, everybody now. If you if you see in the last two years, 
uh, exactly what you said. Most of the people, even in the cities, they start to grow their own food, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, get a tomato in the, you know, in the pot or uh, uh, I have a little bit of backyard and I'll put some cucumber and I'll put some squash and I'll put some, you know, like for fun. But mm-hmm. for bees, it's very, very good. You can have bees in the city and it's a good experiment even in Toronto. They have on a Royal York Hotel some bees there and they do very, very well. You know, because it's not too much pesticide and heavy chemical use it in the city, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason they're doing well. If you want to keep, if you want to put the, the hives in the city, the most important things you have to keep uh, in touch with your neighbor. Because the low it, you have to put at least 30 meters for the border of the property, the other property, the bees, and you will be like, legal okay you know they mm-hmm. can complain but you are okay because the bees is not so close for their property you know mm-hmm. but now everybody's open for the bees it's very easy to raise the bees in the city i have been in vancouver 10 years ago and i saw how they do in vancouver beekeeping it's it's a it's a very very good you know and it's it's a fascinating how they can do it you know and uh, Exactly what I said, the future is going to be like every land is tend to well, like keep grass and looking like the grass. You can make a very nice a vegetable, you know, garden and you can make your own food. You know? This mm-hmm. is how it will be. You can keep the bees in the city, no problem. The only one problem, like what I can say, it's a human being, you know, <laughs> they will complain. They will sure. say... They will say, why you are keeping bees here? Depends what the neighbor you have, you know. For me, all the time, I keep my neighbor for my bees, like, uh, very happy. I give uh, I give honey all the time, but I have one time a yard, and one of the neighbors for the property, I have the bees, complain about me because he saw some poop of the bees on his uh, car, and he was so upset for that. And I said, you are upset because it's a little poop of bees on your car? I said, yeah, I don't want that for mine. You have to remove your bees. And I said, okay, no problem. And I have to remove that bees from there because that guy wasn't happy, you know. Wow. So I'm, I'm curious on a couple of things. I think how you truck bees, how you move bees from one location to pollinate a farm... And then the other question I have is just kind of to break down the mechanics of what's happening in the hive with the bees. So yeah. if you wanted to start with, because I know some years ago, you literally put your bees in a truck and drove across country, if I remember correctly. The bees, like, like meaning, like if they have a queen, they can actually build a hive anywhere. Mm-hmm. They can build a five in your all of the house if they find a crack, example. They can build the hives on the deck. They can build the hives on the attic, you know. They can build the hives everywhere. If they have a queen, they usually, when they start building the hives, it's a, a queen, and I can send one pound and two pounds of bees, and they start to do the comb, and they start to, to make a new hive, you know. You don't have to track them. They know exactly where their place are and they come back in their place where they are. But the the natural instinct to, I can say, to 
make more bees i can say like uh, make another colonies like in the colony they become overpopulated and the bees start to make another queens many queens actually four or five queens and when the queens the new queens they are ready to hatch the old queens get kind of half of the population and they fly out to the hives usually very close i mean like uh, very close to the one tree you know and you can see a cluster of bees in one trees you know and they stay there until they find another location kind of like a crack in the house a place in the tree or you know they have a, a different jobs in the hives the bees has it and once the job is like they have a, a bees who go to expect where the colony is going to find out to build up a new colony you know and this is how they multiply usually and the new queen is coming for the the hives and the half of the bees stay in the old hives i can say and that is a new hive with the new queen and the three hives it's another hive with the old queens you know sometimes in the three three example could be old queen or could be one or two other queens you know and after they will find like a place how to make a settlement for the new hives uh, the bees who expect where do they go they come back to that tree and everybody's going to move because queen are flying and all the bees all the bees follow her and queen are guided to go for the new location what they find you know but the beekeeper usually they put the empty boxes with some frame and we have uh, like a synthetic queen for pheromone near to to in this yard near to the near to the bees who beekeeper expect is going to fly in the storm storm and uh, the the bees usually come in because they attract for that synthetic pheromone and the queen come in and usually you don't lose you know but you know for the hobby beekeeper it's different because when they see that in the trees and it's a uh, very interesting things because when you go example how you see in the trees and you give a new boxes to shake all the bees in the new box and start the new colony usually that bees don't sting you mm-hmm. like usually they don't have instinct that is their home you know and uh, usually when you open the hives and you are try to work inside the hives they are defensive bees are not aggressive they are defensive they defense their hive you know this mm-hmm. is how you do it Regarding about moving bees, they don't fly during the night, okay? And during the night, they stay inside the hives, and you can get the hives, and you put in your truck, and you can put in your, and you can put on your, I don't know, car, and during the night, you can move the bees, and you put in the new location, and they, they, they fly for one or two days to see where is the new location, and actually in two days, they settle down, and they realize okay this is our home now and uh, we will do the work what we have to do this is what we do pollination pollination we put the bees on the big truck then we cover with the net uh, the trucker drive all over the daylight and they arrive for the pollination field i can say blueberry and butters new brunswick when i send my bees they arrive like one two o'clock in the morning 
And one four o'clock in the morning, the farmer there unload all the bees where their necessity is for pollination. And in a couple of days, bees stay there and expect the field. And after two days, they start working very hard and they pollinate all the blueberries. That's the reason we get the blueberry honey in some. Mm. I see. Okay. And um, and then you have the benefit of the honey. The benefit we have benefit of the honey and also the farmer pay for that. That's like mm-hmm. like for me the main income like to keep me alive. I can say it's not selling honey. It's do this kind of job, the pollination. You know, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing is really fascinating. Yeah, it, bees are fascinated. We have to learn for them. <laughs> So the bee flies, goes from flower to flower, and it's passing pollen from the male flower to the female flower, for example. And that's how fruit plants turn to fruit. Exactly. The pollination process, it's a, uh, I have a farmer for blueberry. He explained for me stuff, you know, it's uh, unbelievable. Like imagine five, five plants, you know, and usually like I can say male and female, but uh, not everything is combined by themselves. Like one plant can be good for two plants that cannot be good for the other three plants. That's the reason you have to have more bees. And usually a bee, one bee a day can go to 1,500 flowers. Mm-hmm. One day, one bee. Imagine what kind of work it is. And for people understanding example, for one kilo of honey, you need 100,000 fly and the distance flying for get a kilo of honey, it surrounds the earth for the equator. Well, that is a big, big job, huh? you know, and, and they do that job and they get pollen all the time on their body and they collect that pollen and they have like two bags on their legs. This is how they got the pollen and they fly to the other flower, to the other flower, to the other flower. Also bees, they change nectar between them on the flower. You know, it's like, a, it's a, a lot, a lot. It's it's an immense work, you know, it's not very, very easy. So the, the bee is attracted to the nectar of the flower and that's what they make the honey with, yes. correct? Yeah, the, okay. the flower makes the nectar and also the pollen. The pollen is... It's their food, you know. They collect some pollen, they do the pollination, but also they come back to the pollen because when the bees, the baby bees hatch, you know, for their pupa, they have to be fed, you know. The structure or one life of the bees is like when they hatch, the nursing bees come to feed them, you know. And usually they feed pollen because it's the only one source of protein for the bees and they feed honey. And when they become to be by themselves, they become a nursing bees, you know, and the nursing bees example, after they finish their job, they become like the bees who protect the hives, you know, mm-hmm. and they collect all the nectar in the, during the day. And during the night, they fly. No, they don't fly, actually. They extend their wings and they make enough evaporation in the hive to evaporate the extra water the pollen has, 
you know? And when they have a specific consistency, some scientists said they put a little bit of venom, some scientists, they don't put a little bit of venom. Like when the honey is done, when we call maturated, you know, in the comb, they seal with the wax. And that is the honeycomb. And when the honey is sealed with the wax, that is the time when beekeeper can extract the honey. Because that honey, it's ready, it's finished product, and when you extract it. When the, the, in the comb, it's the nectar, and it's not sealing with the wax, that honey, it's not maturated or cold. And that honey, if you extract, they can ferment it because they have more consistency of the water, you know? And uh, the life of the bees is like, first time is nursing, second time it's protect the hives. Every bees have a smell for the queen, for the hives to be long. They cannot go to the other hives because they are not allowed, the, the, the bees who stay in front of the hive, they protect the hives, they smell her, and they said, uh-oh, you are not from our queen, you cannot come inside here, you know? And this is how they protect kind of their protection for the bees. After they are staying in front of the hives and do that, they become the bees who go in the field and find more food, you know? They don't do honey, they go in different fields and they find more food and they have like orientation by the sunlight and they come back to the hive and they start, it's called a dancing bees. They dance and they touch all the forging bees who collect the honey in the specific circular way and the forging bees for the sunlight and how the dance was for the bees who went in the field and they find when the field of food is, they fly straight directly and they know exactly when they go to get the food, you know? And after they do that job, they become forging bees. Forging bees is the bees who collect the honey. They bring the honey all day in the camp, like the nectar. nectar honey, it's a nectar mixed with the saliva for the bees. And all day they collect all the nectar and all night they make a ventilation for specific consistence of the honey, specific density of the honey. And after the bees who product, you know, the wax, it's another, another work in this product, the wax. The bees who product the wax, they seal the comb and that is the final product we call the honey in the comb seal like honeycomb usually we can sell in the farmer's market that's fascinating so you have these bees go out to see where the food is but they're yeah. not the ones that are collecting the pollen no they and then they come back and they do a, a dance yes a, so that the foraging bees or the bees that collect the the nectar and the pollen yeah they understand where to go yeah and then they come back and at night they're flapping their wings to to dehydrate or evaporate the water yes from the 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 nectar saliva mixture that turns into honey yes and then the wax is created to seal the honey and then it's it's so they are sealing the honey as a food source for later yes this is how it is and they have they have like uh, uh, the bees have on the abdomen some uh, 
glands who make the the wax uh, the wax you know like they make a little fine piece of wax and they melt it in their mouth and they be able to grow the camp which is wax and seal the camp you know the honeycomb this is another job for the bees they do you know usually they do that after between they are the nurse and uh, and the soldier like protect the hives the bees do this kind of job like uh, make the, the wax to seal everything inside the hive this is how they do they do that for for put the reserve for the winter when in, they don't fly and they need they need like uh, food for survive over the wind mm -hmm. okay and so how long is the process for example so you said excuse me i can't remember what you said the number of bees in the hive can be 600 or a thousand or 1500 it depends it's few thousand few thousand, few thousand. in the spring yes. and they can be in the summer when they have this work to do like the honey flow you know they can be until to 30,000 bees. Wow. Okay. In one hive. In one hive. Wow. So from the the point of collecting nectar from the flower, how long until that becomes honey? Example, in the full honey crop for around 25,000 bees in the hives, they can do, I can say, sometimes three kilo a day. Wow. Yeah. And that's and that's sealed in honey or that's sealed in wax and ready to go? No kidding. Yeah. But for sure if they have to grow like the camp for the frame, because usually frame it's only the the artificial like a hexagon we call foundation. Mm -hmm. If they grow the wax first, they use most of their resources to grow the wax. In the wax is growing in the honeycomb. Like example, we extract the honey last year in that frame, and uh, the comb is still there. And the only one thing we can do, like they fix the comb if it's damaged, and they only put the nectar. You know, that is meaning three kilos sometimes a day. But if they have to go for the foundation, the comb, and after put the honey, take longer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now. If you are extracting honey from the hive, are you tricking them to produce more? Uh, it's not really produce more. It's like uh, they know exactly, example, when the, the hive is full, the population is big, you know, this is the time when they swarm, you know. This is the time when they say, we don't have space to put the honey here. We don't have enough room. We have to make another queen and half of that we have to go. That The trick is, you have to give all the time enough space to put the honey in. Like I can say, if you put two boxes, one box is with bees and one super of honey, and I assume you are uh, maybe in July and that super of honey is full, you have to add another super of honey with the empty foundation with 10 frames between the full of honey and the, the bottom we can call, we can call brood you know, chamber, and they can start working for the other one, you know, and they can extend the population because they have more work to do. If you give them enough space, they usually don't fly. If you don't give them enough space, this is the most, I can say, mistake the beekeeper, young beekeeper does. They become overpopulated and they thinking to fly, you know, this is how, how it is. Usually to trick them is give them more. 
Okay, so you're just you're benefiting from their work, but you're facilitating more work for them. Yes, I understand. Exactly. Okay. Or extract okay. the honey. If you have time, extract the honey and put the empty frame without honey, put it back, and they will start work like they don't have any honey, you know? Mm-hmm. Something like okay. this. Okay. So the bees are producing honey in a... It's a season, It's right? a season, it yeah. It's a season. May to, May to October, May to November, or... Yeah, the season is starting, I can say, in Canada, where we are. It's different zone in Canada. The season mm-hmm. for honey flow is starting around, I can say... The first one, it's like uh, dandelion, you know, and mm-hmm. when dandelions uh, happen, the bees have pollen and they start to get some nectar. Dandelion honey is very good, but very hard to collect it. And they keep all the way down until finish the golden road, which is golden road in uh, South Ontario, where we are, like uh, Toronto, Newmarket, Aurora. It's a finish, I can say middle of September, almost 8th of September. Where we are now, our farm is around four hours north of Toronto, uh, like uh, Golden Road is finished in beginning of September, only middle of September, you know. I can say in a zone where you are, like Toronto, the honey flow is starting when dandelion starting, because it depends of the year. Sometimes it's starting in the middle of May, sometimes if it's cold, it's starting in the beginning of June, you know. And the mm-hmm. season is going to end until the golden road, it's almost finished, you know. And between that, we have apples, pears, we have all the wildflower, we have blueberry, we have cranberries, we have squash, we have watermelon, we have lots of flower between dandelion to golden road, you know. No, it's incredibly fascinating. And so in the winter... You just let them let them be. Do you cover them in the the hive with in the tarps winter? Or? In the winter, I just finished cover my hives few days ago. In the winter, we uh, we let we have to make sure, like a good beekeeper, you have to make sure they have enough food, because winter in Canada now it's almost December. It's a very nice outside, thank God. You know, very very good weather. You know, like even. Yesterday, we have been in the market. They were flying for 10 degrees outside, you know, which is good because they have they have the, the latest they fly is better because they can clean the intestine. If they cannot fly, they have to keep like all the shit. They have it in their abdomen and they have to find a, a day like over six degrees to can fly outside to can eliminate all the poop they accumulate in that period of time usually we have we have to have in january one or two days like that and it's happening in ontario sometimes in january we have one day or two or eight ten degrees you know and they fly out and they clean their intestine we finish working with the bees like uh, for me i don't get i never get a golden road you know and I feed, I feed a little bit of sugar, you know, because you have to have enough resources for over the winter. Why like that? Because many people don't know. They said feeding sugar bees is not good. One way I agree with that. The other way I don't agree with that. One way I agree, if it's a natural condition, if the bees get a clean everything, it is no pesticide outside, if, it, if it's no sprayed for fungus, how the farmer do in the fall for the, the corn, it's not necessary to feed 
like sugar. But sugar is nothing in. That's the reason last year in, in Niagara region, all, almost they lost almost all the hives because the farmer sprayed late in the season because very, very wet season and they was worried about corn and soy product. They spray lots of fungicide. Bees get that because they get pollen from that. And in the winter, they got poison. And that's the reason. If you go to the government of, of Ontario, they will say it was mites, but it wasn't mites because some beekeeper make a test and they realize it's a lots of chemical in the hives because was that fungus sprayed for the farmer in the fall. But I don't blame anybody, you know, you have to understand the industry we live, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the reason you have sometimes to feed a little bit sugar because you you make you are sure in that sugar is not really their food. They transform that in their food, but it's no chemicals, it's no pesticide, and you have better surviving in the spring. Right. Okay. So the the bees, they're able to prevent themselves from freezing. Yes, if they have wow. enough food and enough population in the winter. Imagine it's like a, like a soccer ball. The me mm-hmm. the bees make like a soccer ball on the frame, and then uh, they moving all the time. Like imagine it's minus twenty outside; it's almost minus eight inside the hives, you know. And the bees are for two frames, example, all all in the big ball. And the ball it's very very dense, and the bees. The queen, it's in the middle of the ball and always it's around 20 degrees there and they always got feed and take care of them. And the ball is moving ball. Imagine the cold bees for the exterior for the ball, they go inside the ball and slowly they got their temperature back and the heating bees for the inside the ball go for exterior. As they move all the time like that, but it is some bees who all the time feed the queen and they moving that ball like up and down for each frame, you know, until the spring is coming. If they have enough food, they will survive. And if they don't have poison and if they don't have mites, because mites is the, the worst things in beekeeping. They call varroa mites and it's a little, I can say, mites who kill most of the bees in the fall. And you have to have to treat the bees for that mites. It's a different procedure to treat. Me, I use formic acid and oxalic acid vaporizer who vaporize the oxalic acid inside the hive that, that crystallizes for the body of the bees when they start, like if the mice start to kill them and bite them, they got that oxalic acid, they got killed. You know, that is a very, very good treatment. This is how mm-hmm. they survive in the in the in the winter and imagine now we are middle of january it's 10 degrees outside imagine that ball is become out expanded and all the bees go on the frame some bees stay with the queen and they all fly outside clean their intestine and come back inside and imagine it was 10 degrees like two o'clock and imagine like five o'clock it's already minus two imagine the bees come again in that ball surround the queen, you know, and do the same circle all winter. Well, it's fascinating. It's it's quite civilized, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way you describe it. And my understanding is that the penguins, they do the same thing. Yeah. It's a circle Arctic. of life. It, you they, know? The, 
the ones on the outside take turns. Yeah. And they, they keep moving inside. It's truly unbelievable. Now, you said Golden Row a couple of times. Yeah. What is Golden Row? You know, Golden Row, the, if you, when you went on the highway or any road in the country as usual, you have, um, it's a yellow, it's kind of yellow flower you can see in September. It's, okay. It's a, you, you, I'm, you know exactly what it is because you saw many times at Golden Road. That's the reason it's called Golden Road because usually they close, they they grow anywhere, but because it's near to the road, it's called Golden Road. <laughs> okay, I understand. And then I had one more question. You said sometimes you might have to feed the bees. How do you, what is that process? Are you, uh, the are you process the of, yeah, the process of the feeding of bees, imagine it's like uh, September, you get the honey you want out, you know, and uh, now it's the time to prepare the bees for over the winter. Most of the beekeeper, they get all the honey holes you know, and they feed sugar. Uh, for me, I don't get all the honey off. Uh, I don't uh, use a queen excluder. Queen excluder, it's a piece of plastic who have a hole and don't allow the queen to go in the honey super. Keep the queen in the first box in the brew chamber all the time. You know, and when you get the honey, you don't have any brood and you don't have any pollen in the honey. It's only pure honey. No, me, I don't use it. I let I let the queen to do whatever she wants in in her hives, you know. And uh, when I extract the honey, I take frame by frame, and the frame I have honey and pollen, I put it back in the hive, you know. But that brood we have it emerge like uh, middle of September and October, and you have to fill up that empty space with some food. And this is is the time when you feed the bees in the in the fall because bees get that food and put it in that cell where the brood was, you know, and they have enough food to cover the winter process. That's the reason you have to feed them. And for make sure you have like, I overwinter it for two boxes. In Canada, most of the beekeeper overwinter it for one boxes, but uh, every method is different for me because I do pollination. I need a very strong bees in the spring and I need a big population. And in my experience, the big population can be in one boxes. They have to have two boxes. And uh, I put the two boxes, I make sure the box on top for the brew chamber, it's full of honey. Imagine now in my hives, I have 10 to 12, 10 to 12 full of honey, you know? And the bees are covered like a, a seven eight frame you know this ball i make it you know and they have they have going up they're going down they're going up they're going down they're going up they're going down but if they don't find in one frame the food example and it's very cold they got starved and they got killed that's mm -hmm. the reason you have to make sure like a beekeeper you have enough food in the hives mm -hmm. in canada because in canada sometimes it's a brutal weather and we have minus 10 minus 15 for a month you know mm -hmm. and they are not able to move only a little bit because they cannot break that ball what i explained you know mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. the reason we have to have food everywhere 
you know, right. because this happened for me, for my experience in the past. Like imagine I have one, two, three, four frame of honey and a sixth frame, it was empty and I have seven, eight, nine frame of honey, you know, but it was very cold, the bees around to the sixth frame of honey. And when they go to the seventh frame of honey, they have no food and they cannot keep their 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 calories and their their you know habitat if they don't have food and they die doesn't matter if you have honey for frame eight nine and ten you know <laughs> it's like it was if you put an empty frame in the middle of the hives in Canada I mean because that is experienced me in Canada in Romania is different because you we don't have a ten I can say ten days minus ten no. In Romania, we have like one or two days, very cold. The next day is plus, you know, it's something like that. One or two days. But in Canada, you can have sometimes a month minus 10 or minus 12, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason you have to prepare very, very well, you know. Right. This is experience in Canada. Keeping experience is different for different countries. Example, in Florida, they don't have to feed. They have year around because they have everything there, you know. Yes. Now, are you able to populate a beehive in one season? I mean, how quickly are they? Oh are, yeah, are it's, a, producing... it's a new queen example. Imagine you start to four frame of bees and you ending in September for sure with 20 frame full of bees and honey. Yeah, okay. they if they have food, the if if the queen have put it like that, if the queen have food, she can lie eggs lay eggs in 24 hours three times her heavy mm. you know okay like a lot of eggs you know wow. but she has to have food she has to have pollen and she has to have enough uh, enough bees to support it and the hives will produce another queen are they able to the hives is produce another queen is the queen for any reason they die or like a beekeeper, I do a mistake and I crush the queen when I extract the honey or they lose the queen sometimes or when they figure out the queen is not so efficiency because when the queen finished in the queen, it's two types of eggs. It's one type of eggs is fecundated when it, that's meaning the, that that eggs are fecundated and in all the fecundated eggs, it's only the female bees which is the bees worker worker bees we call them and one type of eggs it's unfecundated and for that type of eggs is coming the drone the drone is meaning the male who made the queen okay when when the when i can say the bee the queen is old and she lie only the eggs unfecundated that hives is gonna die because they don't have worker bees but when worker bees they find out they do that they always like get a queen and uh, take it out from the hives or kill her and make another queen you know they have an instinct of that to do another queen because the older queen is not very good sometimes not sometimes take care of the, her until the last bees i die you know this is how mm-hmm. you know but that's the reason for for me and for beekeeping the best way to do it is change the queen every other year or every other two years 
because in the third year the queen is old and she's not going to ve- have too much fecundated eggs. Mm-hmm. Queen fly two times in her her life. She fly when she got mated and she mated with few drones. After she got mated with one drone, the drone got killed, you know, the most satisfied dying in the in the species <laughs> or planet <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, imagine he he got he uh, when he he made the queen uh, like uh, he got killed kind of and the other drone come get the pennies for that uh, drone he just passed and put his pennies and he died again and she got made it with few few drones like sometimes depends how she is it's better because she has a lot of the eggs fecundated you know sometimes queen are flying and she doesn't get made it and that hive is not going to survive exactly what i said you know and she fly when she she's made she she has to be mated and also she fly when uh, she swarm like she the population is too big and they swarm outside to make another hive you know and all the time when she when she fly to mate it it's very interesting to see that fly it's, it's actually fascinating because the queen go outside the hives and she start to fly surround the her hives and you will see a lots of drone coming behind her and after she start to fly up and lots of drone coming after her wow so okay you have the drones are the bees that go out to see where the food is they come back and they no, tell drone the other it's bees? a male drone it's a male bees they never never ever do something in the hive only made the queen okay so you have you have bees that collect the nectar you have bees that make the honey are they the same bees absolutely the same bees the okay. female the and worker then... bees it's three three types of bees in the hive worker okay. bees queen and drone drone it's a male drone it's only raised to mate the queen you know and also in the winter when queen don't need the male the drone the bees take out of the hives of the drone they don't feed the drone over the winter you know only the worker bees and the queen sometimes you can find few drone in the winter but not all the time Okay, so the number of drones are a lot less than the other bees. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. This is fascinating. I, I could talk forever, but I, I think we covered a lot here. Is there anything you think we left out? Yeah, you know. Get an advice for one more beekeeper. <laughs> okay. The future, the future is not going to be beekeeper like me. One, mm-hmm. one, one guy with ten thousand hives. The future is going to be ten thousand people with one thousand hives. Mm-hmm. And the future is going to be grow our own food. And I think what you do in this course, in this course, it's exactly what the meaning is. Like the best food we have is the best the food what we're growing you know like mm-hmm. grow our own food and you know exactly what you eat you know and make a garden get a hive and enjoy the life and nothing is better to be in the nature and feel how beautiful it's mother earth mm. well said this this is beautiful and 
you know, we get so used to looking up on in the internet, you know, what is bees, what is bee making and all that kind of stuff. But I, I miss the conversations with people like you. You're an expert in what you do because you love what you do and, and you love life. And I appreciate you sharing this time with me. You are an expert in what you do, Eddie. You are the best. You are like my father. My father was a chef like you. You tell me that. You know? That's right. I and remember. To be chef, it's amazing because you play with what the nature gave you. You never think mm -hmm. like that. But this is how the chef is. Mm -hmm. John, I appreciate it. This was fabulous. My, my best to everybody. Thank you. One of the neighbors for the property, I have the bees complain about me that because he saw some poop of the bees on his uh, car and he was so upset for that. And I said, you are upset because it's a little poop of bees on your car. <laughs>